We've reached the last game of the season. That means it's a Thanksgiving feast and happy Thanksgiving on this Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off pregame podcast as the Hawkeyes take on the Huskers on Friday afternoon in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. Ross, um, I, I think for both teams, the end of the season feels just like that. Well, it's the end of the season. Let's move on. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You, know, you say it's the end of the year, Travis. That doesn't even sound right, does it? I know. It? it flew by. We say that every year, but... You and I are getting old on the air together. That's uh, that part of the problem here, I think, man. <laughs> you know, so, you know, in ten years we're still doing sound out. They're gonna be like those two grumpy old men. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and some kids will come in behind us and they'll uh, call and go. I remember when those guys were good. Will they make fun of us like they made fun of you know the, yeah, the guys yes, before yes, us? They will. Yeah, they're gonna make fun. of They do right now. Travis, yeah, that's true. You know, that's just very true. Get used to that, dude. Yeah, you know, and I. I thought what you were going to say there, Travis, when you mentioned it's the end of the year, is something to the effect of, for both of these fan bases, it couldn't come fast enough. Yeah. And I think for the Hawks, that's kind of a recent phenomenon, obviously, after beating Ohio State the way they did, 55-24, to 24, just two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. This was a, a fan base that was on top of the world. We all thought, you know, this is a nine-win team. We're going to win out. You, can, you could win at Wisconsin. You beat Purdue, beat Nebraska. You're going to get a bowl game that we we need to shake that that monkey off our back of those bowl losses. This is the year to do that. Man, we're fired up. Let's do this. Lay an egg against Wisconsin. Absolutely just crap the bed against Purdue. And now we're all stumbling into Nebraska wondering what to expect. Because, you know, Travis, we do Hawk Central. I do Cyhawk Reaction. Uh, we do the, I do the... Uh, um, Cake Snow, Sports Fanatics, you're a part of the Morning Rush. You do this. We do a lot of breaking down of these games. Have you talked to anybody who has a good handle on this team? Well, I, you know, I, I really haven't. And, huh. and, that's, and that's the frustrating part, and, you know, especially over the last two weeks. I think people could handle losing to Wisconsin. We said that last week, but hmm. it, it, not just getting 66 yards of total offense was, was not acceptable. Um, you know, it's just it, – I, I think people – we know I was going to play the bowl game, right? But I don't yeah. know if you're going to see that fever pitch bowl. You know, are people going to go to to San Diego? Are people going to go to Detroit? To are New pe- York City? Are people? They're not going to go to New York City. Right? Are people now, Travis? Win this game, and the uh, yeah, music really city. Bad the team. music city bowl is still in play, and that would be ideal. The ideal situation for Iowa right now would probably be the music city bowl or. The Holiday Bowl because people that you have Iowa fans in in California have Iowa fans in Arizona that could make the trip, um, and, and people like going to California. But yeah, it's warm weather in yeah, the middle of December. New right? York City in December, a it's expensive, ridiculous. Yeah, right? and nobody you know besides going to Yankee Stadium, you're like uh, doesn't really interest me. And Detroit certainly doesn't interest me. Now Nashville's pretty cool. I mean Nashville's turning into the city of you know it's almost Vegas Midwest. Hmm. Um, but but there's a long way to go because the Nebraska team that I was playing, what what are they going to be playing for? Are you, you going to have a motivated bunch that is going to be playing for their coach who's going to get fired either right after the game or on Saturday morning? Um, and and so what, by the what, way, to answer your to answer your uh, yeah. hypothetical, yeah, I think that that's the, exactly the Nebraska team that you see. Not necessarily a team that's playing for their coach's job, yeah, but is playing for a little bit of, of, of personal pride. Yeah, because his job's gone. Yep. I mean, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts right. about Everybody that. Everybody knows he, it. He's going to get fired. So you're not playing for a bowl game. No. Even if they win this game, go to five and seven. I mean, they're not they're not going to be a five win bowl team going again this no. year. Okay, no. So they're not playing for that. You're not playing for your coach's job. 
the only thing you're playing for is personal pride and to um you know to to show that to go out on a high note in your career and maybe that's part of it too travis more than senior day more than um your last home game your last you know regular season game these guys know this is their last game yes um it it, it now, Iowa, to me, Ross, is the better team. I, yes, there's I no agree. Que- there's no question about that. This Nebraska team gave up 400 yards of rushing to, to Minnesota. They've given up almost, what, 35 points yeah. per game? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so, you know, Bob Diaco, former Hawkeye, uh, not, his first year as defensive coordinator making almost a million dollars in Nebraska has not been a stellar performance no. by any means. No. Um, you, you know, so this team gives up a lot of running yards. Noah Fant will have something to play for because here's a kid from Omaha, Nebraska, that a lot of Nebraska fans are upset that he's playing in Iowa City. Wah, wah, mm-hmm. too bad. Um, and, and the reason behind that is a lot of things. They want him to play defense. Look at Noah Fant. Could you imagine him on defense? They're going to play defensive end? Yeah. yeah. I no. mean, he, he's not A.J. Epinesa. He, right. He's not one of the Nelsons. That's how you yeah. give up 35 points a game. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a hell of a tight end. Yes, yeah, and could be will be an NFL tight end. A- absolutely. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. And Nathan Budget. Don't forget, Nathan Budget is is a guy from hmm. Howells, Nebraska, that played eight man football that Nebraska passed on because it, it's hard to gauge eight man guys. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just we've heard one of that those over ex- and over. Travis, I've never seen an eight man game, man. I feel horrible even saying that. It, it's uh, you know indoor football. Yeah, it, it's like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean is, you know, 95 to, you know, I mean, you just get these outrageously high-scoring games. You know, way out in western Nebraska, you know what they have, Ross? Six-man football. Really? Yes. I guess you get out there, you only have, you yeah, but, have six guys yeah. in the school, huh? No wonder you marry your cousin. You're dirty. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, um, Scott Docterman from thelandof10.com said earlier in the week that this is a, this is a rivalry. Let's deal with it. Um, do you think it's a rivalry yet? And now they're three and three in head-to-head competition since they came into the Big Ten. Nebraska yeah. obviously dominates the overall series, but since Nebraska became a member of the Big Ten, the the series is is three three. I think they've had really good football games. All six of those Agreed. have been good, good football games. Um, yeah, I mean, is it a rivalry? I, I have an unpopular opinion. I think on this, Travis. I didn't realize this was an unpopular opinion until the last couple of days as we were previewing this game. This is a rivalry. Uh, these two teams are very similar. They are they're terrific benchmarks for each other every year when they play each other. The fact that the one thing about moving this game up in this game, this is a better game to be played in the middle of October because that or could early ruin somebody's Big Ten West championship. Because Travis, it really gives us that separation. Yep, it's the right. Iowa Northwestern. It's the Iowa. And it used to be the Iowa Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the better team now, and they have been for a decade. So, and, you know, Iowa will shoot up, and they'll get Nebraska, and they'll be a better team, or, or Wisconsin, I'm sorry. But Wisconsin has been the best team in the Big Ten West, hands down. You might say the most consistent in the entire Big Ten. You could say that. Well, Ohio State is, is the winner of that contest. Well, but, uh, but either way, yeah. I get, either way you, you talking about Nebraska and Iowa, those are two programs that are in, in very similar situations. Even though Nebraska's gone through three coaching changes now in like five years— and I was working on their second coach in 40 years. Those two programs are benchmarks for each other. The fact that it's 3-3, three and three, the fact that they play, play close games, the fact that it's a border rivalry, um, yeah, I, I think this is a rivalry. Let me ask you a question, and this just popped up in my head as you and I are having this conversation. 
Nebraska's going to make a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Does that add a little pressure to Iowa? And what I mean by that is that let's say they bring in Scott Frost, who mm-hmm. went undefeated or in undefeated as we speak at, at Central Florida, and they start taking those next steps to getting back to maybe a, a higher elite status. Does that put more pressure? Because you're saying they're even right now, and I agree with you. Does that put more pressure on Iowa? No. Uh, in the same way that P.J. Fleck didn't put any more pressure on Iowa, Jim Harbaugh didn't put any more pressure on Iowa, maybe in in some circles and for a very short term, it's, oh my gosh, other people are making changes and they're going to be fantastic because they made these changes. We have to make changes and also be fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's not the case. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is doing exactly what I thought would happen with Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. It's not, I don't think this is going to result in multiple national titles for the maize and blue and a return to dominance. In fact, I think eventually they all realize this guy's an embarrassing jackass to be running their program and the tides turn. P.J. Fleck, same thing. Everybody thought he was going to start rowing the boat upstream pretty, you know, this year. Didn't happen. And I don't think it happens. So bring in Scott Frost, and let's see what happens with Nebraska the next couple of years. My prediction with what happens with Scott Frost in the next five years, we're having the exact same conversations that we had about Bo Pelini, that Scott Frost can win nine games. He can win ten games. If he's not winning 12 and getting back to national prominence, that's going to be a, a problem. That's what his expectations are going to be. So I don't think that them bringing in uh, – no no coaching hire in the Big Ten affects Iowa. I I really believe that. The the only thing that this does is change the expectations and the perceptions of Nebraska football. You got the Hawkeyes, you got the Huskers, the Heroes game coming up uh, on Friday, 3 o'clock on News Radio 1040 WHO. Of course, you can also listen to it live on the iHeartRadio app. All you have to do is go to whoradio.com backslash listen, and you can take it in right there. It's uh, it's great. And the great thing is you can listen to the pregame, you can listen to the game itself, postgame, and right on through sound off. Uh, I think Ross and I are scheduled to go on the air at, what, uh, 8 o'clock? Maybe? Yeah, but we're on till 11. We're on till 11 o'clock yeah. on Black Friday. Um, we'll have a lot of people driving back from Lincoln. It's going to be interesting, Ross, because um, I did a radio show in South Dakota yesterday uh, because for some reason South Dakota wants to talk about Iowa and Nebraska. And they, what else? What else do they have to talk about? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, this is the cheapest ticket you can get all year right now at Memorial Stadium. How much? Uh, I, I, I let's put it this way: my my boss has ten season tickets, right, to Nebraska. Seven of them are going to Hawkeye games. He just or Hawkeye fans. He just gave them away. Wow. Um, so it's 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 an. I've interesting... heard from a lot of people, Travis, that are headed over. I mean, you know, well, throughout the week we get. I'll run into people at, at you know stores or whatever, and people will say to me, "Hey, I'm headed over on Friday. I'll be listening to you, and Travis." Don't be surprised because um, a Husker fans are disenfranchised, right? Yeah. I mean, they're like, "This season's over. We're not going to a bowl game." Don't be surprised if you feel a lot of black and yellow in Memorial Stadium. Travis, man, think of what could have been. I know we're going to play this game a lot about 2017 for the Hawkeyes. Just take either one of these last two weeks and flip the script a little bit and and ignite. let that fire that was ignited behind Ohio State burn for a week of one of those two weeks. And I think you're right. I think you're looking at one of those... I don't want to say Hawkeye takeovers because that doesn't happen at Nebraska, but you would see a Hawkeye presence. But here's where they take over is because if it goes south, 
Nebraska fans will leave. They left after the third quarter mm. of their last home game, and if Hawkeye fans stick around, because you got to remember, from let's say, I would almost say Atlantic West, it's it's a shorter drive for these guys to drive to Lincoln than yeah. it is to Iowa City. Yeah, right. So Omaha Council Bluffs is like the third largest Iowa alumni group. So you're going to have a lot of a lot of people, Ross, who mm. can't go to Iowa City on a weekly basis. This is their one time a year to go yeah. watch the Hawks. So don't be surprised if you have Shenandoah Hawkeyes, you have Avoca Hawkeyes, you have Harlan Hawkeyes, you have um, even Sioux City Hawkeyes that make the trip to Lincoln because it's a shorter drive for them. And it's a, a, it's a cheaper ticket, and they can make a weekend of it. I, I think I think when you and I sit down in the studio to, on, on, on Friday, they're going to do the, the little wide shot. We're going to go, God, look at all that black and gold in that stadium. Mm, I hope so. hope you're right about that. What do you think happens when they when they kick off? Um, here's I think a couple of things. Are I think I think Akram Wadley's going to have a big game. I think this this offensive line has to get regrouped. I think it, I think it bounces back uh, and pushes Nebraska around. I, I think you're going to see a balance. You, we're, it's going to be one of those games where you go, "Where's this been?" And this is going to be a classic case of when you're lining up and better than the guys you're going against, it works, it clicks. I think you're going to see Noah Fant have a big day because they're going to try to showcase him in front of the home crowd. I think you're going to see you know, f- about 420 yards of total offense, and I think you see a defense. Nebraska's going to score some points. I think they probably, I think Nebraska scores 17 to 24 mm, points. I, I said 21-17 yeah. was what I thought how this game ended up. Um, I, I think Iowa scores more than that. I really okay. do because um, I, I think they're going, to, they're going to click. The only thing well, it would be interesting to see what Nebraska does at running back. Does it continue to go with Divine Azigbo, who's a kind of a, a bruiser type, a real pounder? Remember the remember Nick Bell? Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, or do they go to Jalen Bradley? Uh, they're Tony Stewart. Remember yes. Tony Stewart and Nick yeah. Bell? Yeah. Or do you go to a, a Jalen Bradley, who's a freshman, more of a slasher, dicer, quicker yeah. type of guy, and that could give Iowa a little bit of uh, a, a problem. But I, I do, unless the Iowa team that showed up last week against Purdue shows up in Lincoln, uh, then there's problems. I don't think that team shows up. Uh, as as we've been pointed out, there's too much money on the on the line for these coaches to lose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which Hawkeye team shows up? Well, I think I think I think the I think the Hawkeye team, whew, not the one that beat Ohio State, because I, okay. I think that was you know lightning. But in not bottle. the one that lost. To but Purdue. not the one that lost okay. to Purdue. I, I I think you know. I hope it's not the one that lost to Northwestern. I hope it's not the one that played against Minnesota. Tanner Lee's numbers, you know, he's got the 13 interceptions, but most of those came really early in the season. Yeah, but Trav, if, so if they go at Josh Jackson, they'll, he'll. They're not going to go at Josh. My fear is they go at Hankins. They've got a true freshman yeah. out there on the other side. They've just made that change. You, so you've got uh, Ojemudia and Rugumba who are going to be sitting there watching that. That's my fear is that they they figure out something and they they attack that side. Um, I do think that the Hawkeyes are able to move the ball. We we played a little fun game yesterday on Hawk Central that I would like to bring you in on. What uh, Chad made me come up with four things that he would want to see changed right now. All right, and I'll let you think about it for a minute. I'll tell you what my four are, what my four were. Number one was I want to see Ryan Grisande punting. Um, I I don't know what's happened there. There's rumors of an injury. Um, but there's no reason to run out Colton Rastetter again after a couple of 20-yard punts last week. So that'd be number one. Number two, I'd like to see a, a change at punt return. And I thought that person was to go back to uh, Josh Jackson. And I've, Chad changed my mind. I think Akram Wadley. Put Akram Wadley back there at, at, at punt returner. Here's another side of that, Travis, that 
you're not doing Akron Wadley any favors for the NFL by just showcasing him at running back. Giving Akron Wadley 20 carries and getting 43 yards the last couple of weeks, whatever it's been, that's not doing him any favors for draft day. I think if you can show, if you can put Akron Wadley, like we've talked about, all year long, maybe he's just not good out of the slot. Maybe he doesn't have good hands. But they've got to figure out something to showcase him a little bit. I think punt returner would be a great spot to put him in. So there's two. Um, let's see. Number three was get uh, – it's kind of a compendium to two. Get James Butler involved a lot more. Another thing we've talked about all year long, that if you could get him into some sort of rhythm, that would help Akram Wadley settle into the game a little bit better or maybe even surprise defenses a little more. Number four was um, – Get creative on offense. I want to see play action, and I mean, I've loved the we've we've seen like the little reverses and things like that. I want to see more of that from Brian. I'm going to pick up where you left off okay. with, with the offense. It, it not just play. I want to see tempo. I want to see. I want to see when you get a ten yard gain, you're get you're getting right back up to the line of scrimmage, and, and you're in that rhythm instead of going back to the huddle, wasting 15, 20 seconds coming up the line, surveying. Get get the defense on its heels. You have to be the aggressor on offense, and we have not seen Iowa do that at all. And that's why we've talked about identity, and it just it's stale. So you have to develop some kind of def- or, or rhythm on offense. And, and when we're talking, I'm not talking Oregon tempo. I'm not talking Central Florida tempo, Ross, but you can speed it up again. Don't, I mean, would you 100%, agree with that? Absolutely I mean, it, right. It's just like, oh, you, you, just, you just took all the momentum out of them. Now, I, I'm speaking specifically just for tomorrow's game because that's all we really have left. Um, Tanner Lee at Nebraska took, took a beating early in the season. You know what I would do with A.J. Epinesa? I would rove him. I'd say, you're blitzing every Ooh, time. Yeah. I would go after and I would headhunt. That's good. I almost <laughs> threw an Epinesa thing in my number four about something about, I yeah. want to see Epinesa on every play I, I would or just, something like that. And here's the deal. The, early, Nebraska has, has been able to not protect Tanner Lee. And I'd say, A.J., here's the deal. You have the green light to do whatever you want. Hmm. Go get him. And until they stop you, we'll make, once they start, if they stop you, we'll start making adjustments. But right now, we just want you to go after the quarterback, get sack after sack after sack. I think he could have a big day if you just let him go be the athlete that he wants to be. I'm with you on that, man. I like that one a lot. I'm with yeah. you with the punt returns. I, I mean, I don't care who it is or, or how you do it, but um, Matt Vandenberg's not cutting it. No. And, and if your special teams are so important to the game of football. People take for granted the, the the importance of the punting game and the punt return game, especially. Uh, kickoff returns are huge too, but you know punting and punt returns play such a big part in your field position mm-hmm. and, and your ability to create drives. So I don't care what you do in the punt return game, just get Matt Vandenberg out of, out of there. And to, and I would still go back to offense. Your best, who you right now to me the two best players on that offense. I know Akron Wadley's up there. Are T.J. Hawkinson and and and, and Noah Fan? Yep, everybody's I, been saying that. Man, there's the the, horrible mismatches too. If you have to go to the, t- there's nothing wrong with going to the tight ends re- repeatedly. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, they're tall, they're athletic, they're fast, and they're tight ends. You can put out a little wider and almost in a wide receiver set. Yeah. They can do so many things. Travis, this last two weeks, this team has not looked like the same team. Nope. You know what? One stat jumps out that's completely different. Noah Fan's receptions. He's had three receptions the last couple games. I know he's had some big drops, but that those are going to happen. T.J. Hawkinson has picked up a few of those targets that have come along, but that's a that's one of the things that you can look at early in the season. Noah Fant was catching five six balls. He's catching touchdowns. I think in the last two games he's only had two catches. Crazy, isn't it? Just absolutely crazy. So I think you and I picked up pretty good four ones. I I, yeah, I, I like the Epinesa one. I I really I, I would just go, dude, go off. 
and just I mean, what do you got to lose now? Right, right? exactly right, Trev. Yeah, because if you come out and play poorly and even win ugly, you're not gonna. Ha- you got to give fans a reason to go believe, because after last week, nobody's believing anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. we went from euphoria to I, I mean, we were like. Two kids on meth, and now we're on the down. Exactly right. Yeah, now we crashed. (laughs) Now we're itching, going chasing the dragon, man. (laughs) I know that's a really bad analogy to use. I don't think we have too many meth heads that listen to our show. You're driving. I think we're okay. And hopefully they they understand what we're talking about. But I mean, we we were riding high. I mean, I don't I I don't think I've ever ridden as high as I ever have after a game. Hmm. And I've seen a lot of college football games in my day. And that was just that was the coolest thing. And then you just come down. And you're like, okay, what's kind? Of, but then Purdue. I mean, you don't lose to Purdue. That's exactly what we've all said, man. You we had that excuse built in with Wisconsin because Wisconsin's and, a really good football team. And Purdue's then the not. Iowa basketball team goes lays an egg in the oh, Cayman Islands. Man, finally got a win yesterday or a yeah, what? Oh, not yesterday. Yeah, like that matters. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they beat. Hey, man, they beat UAB in the seventh place game. <laughs> but they lost to South Dakota State. Here's my prediction on basketball. Are we doing a sound off basketball? I have not heard another word. I'm hoping. Man, we told people we were going to. We have to now. I know. Don't we have to? We'll, um, we'll just commandeer WHO on exactly. basketball night. <laughs> Here's my prediction about basketball, and then we'll sign off here, okay. okay? I predict that at some point this year, we have a conversation. I said this to Chad. I said it to Chris. I'm saying it to you. We will have a conversation at some point this year where people on the air say, how did this team lose to Louisiana? How did this team lose to South Dakota State? I really believe that we have that conversation at some point in the year. And, and maybe it's it might be late December, and we look back and go, man, this team? Yeah. But you, you know what else I think we have a conversation on in March? Will those two losses come back and Those are that? permanent marks. Yep. No doubt about that. You know, I could handle one. Really, you can handle one. Yep. Two people go, hmm. So yeah, and but again, I think this is still a tournament team, but that's going to be part of that conversation. Con- no doubt about it, buddy. Yeah, he's Ross Peterson. I'm Travis Justice. This is the Jethro's Barbecue pregame sound off uh, podcast on News Radio 1040 WHO. So here's the schedule. Of course, you can listen to all the festivities on News Radio 1040 WHO and on the iHeartRadio app at whoradio.com backslash listen. Uh, pregame will start at one o'clock on News Radio 1040 WHO and the live stream. The game will kick off at three o'clock. Uh, there will be post game from Learfield, and then sound off scheduled to go on the air on News Radio 1040 WHO at eight o'clock. Ross and I will be on the air through uh, eleven o'clock at night. So everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, stuff yourself with lots of turkey, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, and then green tomorrow bean, green bean casserole. Green bean casserole, and then yeah. tomorrow it's Thanksgiving number two because I get to hang out with my buddy Ross. Yeah, and we get to eat lots and lots of Jethro's barbecue, and we get to watch the Hawkeyes together. So until uh, Friday afternoon, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Go Hawks, and make sure to listen to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off at News Radio 1040 WHO.